Listening to the Locked On Broncos podcast, hosted by Cody Rourke, your daily Broncos podcast. The Denver Broncos shocked Broncos country by selecting Patrick Sertain, cornerback out of Alabama, with Justin Fields still on the clock. Why did the Broncos select Sertain? Where was he ranked on their board? And what's the outlook for the Broncos now on defense and offense and a quarterback position with some potential Aaron Rodgers trade? talks, and rumors. We break it down here on today's brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team. Every day from the South Stands to the End Zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, Senior NFL Analyst at Pro Football Network and Broncos Insider for the Lockdown NFL Network. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Cody Rourke NFL. Follow the podcast at Lockdown Broncos. And make sure you check out the Lockdown Today podcast as well. You get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. A lot of shocking picks throughout the first round of yesterday's round one of the NFL Draft. Check it out. The Locked On Today podcast hosted by Peter Bukowski for complete recap on your favorite podcast providers or the Odyssey app. But I'm joined today by Patrick Keote as we break down the Broncos selection in round number one. There was a lot of talk, Patrick, about the Broncos maybe trading back, staying put. There were some quarterback trade rumors circulating even before the NFL Draft that included the Broncos literally 20 minutes before the draft even happened, they had everybody eyeing their phone, had Broncos country going back and forth. The heart rates in Denver were very high, and there's a mixed reaction to the selection of Patrick Sertain, cornerback, out of Alabama. I mean, I can't understand why people would be upset with it. You had Justin Fields sitting on the board. You had some other players sitting on the board as well that probably could have filled a, a need. But I think picking Patrick Sertain fills something that we have talked about on this podcast numerous times beforehand. You have a couple of cornerbacks that you have in there now that have injury concerns. You have a couple of them that are on one-year deals or on, in the last year of their deal. So this was a pick to build for the future. You get a very good cornerback in Patrick Sertain, great speed, good size, dealt with some of the best players in the SEC. He's a good boundary corner. It, it, you know, his dad coached him up from, from high school all through college and is an NFL player, so he knows what he's talking about. I think that this is a good pick. I think I think that this is a fantastic pick for Vic Fangio's defense. This is going to be a huge get for years to come. They built the defense for this season through free agency, through trades, whatnot. They're building for the future with this pick. I think it's a fantastic pick by George Payton and his team. Patrick Sertain is a really good player, too. He's an All-American player, as you mentioned. His traits, in terms of athleticism, 4-4-1, speed, sizable. He's got the ability to play press and be physical, something that Vic requires. I think he's an evident day one starter for the organization come week one. Now, I look at this move from a variety of different options here, right? The Broncos, they play in the AFC West. You go against Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, the wide receivers that the Chargers have, the wide receivers that the Chiefs have, and the wide receivers that the Las Vegas Raiders have. I mean, it is a skill player position uh, division that, you know, is probably one of the tops in the NFL when you consider the overall talent pool. And even throw the Broncos in there, luckily certain he'll only get to go against those guys in practice. But the AFC West has a lot of weapons and the offensive realm is exploding. And there are a lot of Broncos fans, and I certainly understand the outrage too because Justin Fields was on the clock at pick number nine when Denver was there and so if Denver was looking for the right guy and this is something that Benjamin Albright had said as well that if the right quarterback falls to Denver at nine they will take him apparently that quarterback was not Justin Fields part of me believes that was Trey Lance who went three to the San Francisco 49ers so I understand Broncos fans reaction 
as it pertains to the overall choice of going with Patrick Sertain over Justin Fields. However, this is a great pick, folks. Do not let the fact that the Broncos didn't go quarterback diminish your hope that Patrick Sertain is not going to be a great pick. He's going to be a strong fit for the Broncos defense. And Pat, part of me is even feeling too, when we talk about reaction of this, I think it even solidifies if the Broncos defense plays really well in 2021, and even if the Broncos have a losing season, if the offense struggles, obviously it's a different story, but I think that Vic Fangio's job is still safe. I think that they're really trying to build something. Vic's going to run the defense and they're really hoping that the offense can take the next step. Now we know the trade yesterday, two days ago, not yesterday, two days ago, Teddy Bridgewater, a very great value pickup. That's an insurance policy, six round pick, $3 million. You're only paying him plus a $1.5 million salary. That's not a bad get for Denver. And he's an evident statistical production based upgrade over Drew Locke on paper. If we look at their 2020 seasons in comparison, Teddy Bridgewater is coming into Denver to compete. Now it doesn't eliminate that the Broncos may or may not be in on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to talk about that right now. We're going to get that towards a little bit of the end of the show because draft day was absolute chaos, but this is a selection for the Broncos that I feel like in the AFC West, you have to have that cornerback depth. Yes, you added Kyle Fuller. Yes, you have Ronald Darby. You have Bryce Callahan coming back. You have Michael Ojemudia, Sang Bassey. You have a lot of young guys there, but the addition of Sertain is, is next level. In my opinion, Sertain is an element athletically, physically, and even football IQ miles ahead as in terms as cornerback one. I think immediately he comes in day one and is cornerback one for the Broncos and for Vic Fangio. So Broncos country, I understand. Yes, you go. We're all hoping for Justin Fields. I think Justin Fields would have been a great pick for the Broncos if they would have selected him. He went to Chicago. But outside of this, Denver did address an area that they were going to have a need, especially when you factor in Kyle Fuller's deal is expiring. Bryce Callahan's deal is expiring as well. And the options were kind of limited after that. And especially considering the injury history, as you alluded to, Patrick, it was definitely a cause for concern. But Broncos country, we're going to break down the certain pick even more under the microscope. We got a little bit of insight from George Payton as to who the number one player on the board was for the Denver Broncos. But before we do that, folks, I got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show. That's our good friends over there at 1010. And this episode is brought to you by 1010, a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced, limited edition designs at fair price points. And 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamond rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Ring sure to bring joy into her life. And using only diamonds responsibly sourced from Botswana, 10 female design masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement, Mother's Day, or simply a beautiful conversation piece. And they're the perfect way to bring light into her life. And they're available now through Mother's Day only on BlueNile.com. Just search the words 10 by 10. This collection features high quality, fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. And if you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring that she'll treasure forever, you're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long, though. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. Patrick, continuing our conversation here on the Broncos' first-round draft selection, Patrick Sertain, right? Patrick and Patrick. For the Broncos, two consecutive years, round number one, picks from Alabama. And it leaves a lot to question at this point in time. What could the Broncos do the rest of the way in this year's draft? I mean, yes, you you already you got rid of a six-round pick to get Teddy Bridgewater. You don't have that additional capital. I still believe that the Broncos may make a trade back. I think they may trade you know, back in a round two. I think they may acquire additional second round, third round, maybe even fourth round capital to make some more moves. And we could see the Broncos focus a lot on defense this year because last year, what was the theme? It was offense for the majority. It was They were focusing on that. They brought an offensive 
players. They double-dipped a wide receiver with Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler. They have skilled players there. Now when you look at the defense, we saw how this defense could be when guys are healthy. Now I think a lot's going to pertain to the, uh, the success of the Broncos' defense in 2021, depending on how the guys up front can stay healthy. But when you look at this secondary, Pat, I mean, is there an argument to say that right now on paper they have the best secondary in the National Football League? You could argue it. You, you could argue it, really, because Kyle Fuller, adding Kyle Fuller in was a huge hit, right? Bryce Callahan, when he was playing healthy last season, he was playing out of his mind. Ronald Darby, yeah, he he had some concerns, but he was able to play 16 games last year, and he he put some pretty good games out on tape. You add in Patrick Sertain, you, you re-sign Justin Simmons for the long term, you bring back Kareem Jackson. I mean, you could really make a very strong argument that this team has the best secondary in the AFC West, in the AFC, and in the NFL. I think this is a group of guys that is ready to go. They're, they're rearing. Vic Fangio has them ready, uh, ready and geared up for another season, and Patrick Sertain, hearing him talk, he He's ready to go against some of these guys in the AFC West. He's ready to go against Tyreek Hill. He's ready to go against the the Chargers wide receivers. He's ready to go against all these guys. He's not going to back down from a single one. So when you say he's cornerback one, he's going to bring that Alabama mentality so much for them not drafting Alabama players. That's two years in a row, like you pointed out. But I think he's ready to go. He's He's got that championship mentality. Nick Saban is a hell of a football coach. And a lot of those guys that come out, they keep those philosophies with them all the way through. So yeah, I think that this is arguably not just the best secondary, but the best defense, Cody, the best defense in the NFL. Several NFL media experts have even said that even before the Broncos select to certain that Denver will arguably, they project, have the best defense in the NFL this upcoming season. So I'm really intrigued to see how things play out. But George Payton had said that Patrick Sertain was the number one player on the team's board. And I know a lot of Broncos fans are not going to like hearing that, Patrick. But I think when you look at the broad spectrum of how the board fell, I mean, it almost fell perfectly for Denver if they were to go quarterback, that it would have fell in perfectly. But also corner. We talked about it initially in my Locked On NFL mock draft. I had the Broncos selecting J.C. Horn. He went one pick before at number eight to the Carolina Panthers. But for Denver, bolstering the secondary is huge when you factor in you're going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes, right? And, And for me, I look at the Broncos. They have Bradley Chubb. They have Von Miller. They have Shelby Harris back, Draymond Jones, Mike Purcell. And then inside linebackers still probably, you know, with Alexander Johnson, Josie Jewell. I, I imagine those guys are going to be the starters rotating in Justin Sternit. But you have Justin Simmons and Kareem Jackson back once again. You have this secondary where Sertain evidently, in my opinion, is going to come in right away, as we talked about, B cornerback one, Callahan inside the nickel where he really excelled. And then you're going to see a rotation. I think that you're going to see a, a lot of dime from the Broncos this year, to be honest with you. We saw a lot of it down the stretch, but I think that the defensive lineup, you're going to have Callahan, you're going to have Fuller, they're going to play inside the slot, and even Darby is going to be on the field at the same time with Sertain. So there's going to be a lot of options that Denver has, and obviously once Patrick Sertain has a press conference, we'll put that audio out here, we'll react to it as well, but this is a good pick in my opinion for the Broncos. It's not the pick that most Broncos fans want. I think a lot of my responses and a lot of my replies were really kind of lukewarm. It was a mixed bag, but this is a good pick, and I know that the frustration initially in terms of hindsight where the Broncos maybe could have had Justin Fields, if he goes on to have massive success, can you just see the narrative start writing itself right now? Oh, absolutely. I think a lot of a, a lot of fans really wanted Justin Fields. I mean, you had people out there buying Justin Fields Broncos jerseys before the draft even started. At the end of the day, the team knows who they're going to take. If George Payton had Patrick Sertain as number one on his board, that was going to be the pick all along. Maybe somewhere in his pocket, there's a little post-it note with a uh, Justin Fields, no matter what, written on it somewhere. But <laughs> I think that uh, I think that with Patrick Sertain being 
the top guy on their board, it, it is going to break a lot of hearts because I think a lot of fans kind of got into this fantasy, this this reality where they they were taking a quarterback from the beginning and they're, it, it was never going to be any other position. But at the end of the day, you know what you know and the team knows what they know. And the team, yes. it, the team is going to make the right pick for the team. If they saw something in Justin Fields that they didn't like, if they just felt like he wasn't going to be the guy, that's how they felt. And maybe yes. he, I hope Justin Fields goes to Chicago and I hope that he has all the success in the world. Weird that Chicago tweeted out that uh, Andy Dalton QB1 picture now because it's kind <laughs> Kind of the same thing all over again. But I really do, I really do hope that fans can learn not to get their hopes up too high to the point where the letdown is just so low. Well, and, and speaking of getting hopes up, I mean, I think a lot of Broncos fans right now after the certain selection have their hopes up for Aaron Rodgers. I want to talk about that in our final segment of the show here. But, you know, in comparison, Pat, where do the Broncos go from here in this year's NFL draft in terms of, you know, what, what type of day two pick would you like to see them make? Now that they go cornerback, I mean, really at this point, they could bolster linebacker if they wanted to. They could bolster safety. But with the addition of Patrick Sertain, to be honest with you, I have a, a strong hunch that maybe Michael Ojemudi is going to make that transition to safety. He's going to learn maybe this year from Kareem Jackson behind him and even play that rotation role. Now, when I had Michael on the show earlier this week, he even talked about it from the standpoint that when he played cornerback, when he was outside, Kareem Jackson was always to his side. So they always had a lot of communication. He really relied on the fact that Kareem used to play corner to relay that information to him. So I honestly would not be shocked at this point if Michael Ojemudi is going to be the understudy and he's going to be that strong safety alongside Justin Simmons. I think he's got the tools to do it. But outside of that, where do you think the Broncos go in the rest of this year's draft, and especially with day two coming up today? First of all, I think that that correlation between Ojemudi and Kareem Jackson, that is so beneficial, especially for a kid who's just a rookie in the NFL. Being able to learn from a former cornerback that plays safety, you know, if you transition into that role, it's great to have that versatility, right? As far as where we go from here, I think looking into day two, there's a lot of different directions they can go. If they do want to invest in a say, if they have a guy that's on their safety board that they really like and he's there, maybe they go with that. But the fact that Rashawn Slater was being talked about as the the possible pick at nine, that kind of tells me that they might want to go offensive tackle here and not just any offensive tackle. Well, could that right be a smokescreen though, right? Because it here's been. the deal. The Los Angeles Chargers, they ended up with Rashawn Slater, but the Chargers in division rival were rumored to try to move up into the top 10. Yes. They were trying to maybe for a yes. Penny Sewell. They end up with a tackle, but part of me wonders if that was a smokescreen tactic. And obviously Ben put that out there too, to get other teams to communicate with each other, to see how the board may yeah. fall. I mean, it's, it's perfect. It's chess, not checkers. Oh we yeah. We see that all the time. Absolutely. And, and I, I just think that, the, the fact that he was being talked about, too, I, I think that it does kind of hint. It, we've talked about it a lot, too. Jawan James, is he going to come back and play full force? We don't know. But it wouldn't be bad to get a future guy or someone that you can develop. Someone like a Spencer Brown. Big athletic right tackle. He could, pro- he could possibly come in and compete to be a starter day one. But down the line, he could be your guy for, for the long term. I think at the other position they go to, middle linebacker, add some more depth. Alexander Johnson is still there. Josie Jewell is still there. Justin Sternad, we're going to get back. But outside of that, there's not much to work with. They have Josh Watson, who may or may not be on the roster come game day. Um, but I do think that it could be a position that they address if a guy is there. There's several linebackers in this class that I feel like would fit Vic Fangio's defense. He loves to work with linebackers. He loves to make great linebackers. 
Wouldn't be surprised there. The other position, Cody, is edge. I think that they could afford to pick someone in the second or third round, maybe someone who falls, maybe someone like Aziz Ojaleri. If he's there out of Georgia, he would be a fun guy to get behind Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb for a season and then have him transition into that role into the future. That could be someone that they target early in round two. But I really think that those three positions, edge, offensive tackle, middle linebacker, those might be the directions. They don't really need to add anything uh, at wide receiver, maybe tight end, but that probably wouldn't be down the line. Uh, please don't be a round two pick. <laughs> no, please. But that that could be a, a round five, round six pick. But looking specifically for tomorrow, round two and three, I think that those are the positions that maybe they look at. And we'll have you covered here, Broncos country, all weekend long as the NFL draft continues. What moves do the Broncos make? Do they make any trades to acquire more capital? What positions do they go with? We'll obviously break it down, lockdown Broncos, all week and all weekend long, folks. But ladies and gentlemen, before we get into that conversation, coming up about the quarterback rumors of Aaron Rodgers, i got to tell you guys about the sponsor of today's episode of the show, our good friends over there at Built Bar. And during the NFL draft, I was in the war room with Pro Football Network. I had myself a Built Bar to keep me going, to keep me jazzed and refreshed for the NFL draft. And the new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever before. That has 18 amazing flavors and a variety of brand new flavors on the way. My personal favorites, peanut butter brownie, salted caramel, double chocolate, and toffee almond. And I love Built Bar even more because the bars are covered in 100% chocolate and they're soft and easy to chew, like a candy bar. And Built Bars are healthy. They're great for those who are health conscious like myself or Patrick Coyote. It allows me to lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. And I want you to get your hands on a box of Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Okay, Patrick, this is uh, this is the wild talk. You know, I woke up yesterday on draft day and I said, hey, today's going to be a chaotic day, right? We had Tim Tebow coming out of retirement to play tight end trade rumors for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then all of a sudden, Adam Schefter shook things up with Aaron Rodgers wants out of Green Bay. He does not want to play with them. He has told them that regardless, it, I'm not coming back. I'm not coming to play for Green Bay. The, the relationship between those guys is very volatile. So that led to some speculation. Reports had surfaced that the 49ers are maybe a team of interest. That's obviously not going to be the case now. If, in fact, the uh, Packers do want to trade Rodgers and Rodgers wants to be traded, the Las Vegas Raiders, I can't imagine him wanting to be in that offense, especially with that offensive line as raw as it is. And then the Denver Broncos were the third team that people had mentioned and that Aaron Rodgers apparently was on the list. Jay Glazer had said that. Patrick, in your opinion, and Benjamin Albright even tweeted out that you know the Broncos, they had called the Packers. There were talks, nothing really formulated in terms of a deal being done or a deal even getting close to being done, but the conversation was had. And we talk about the element. Denver passing on Justin Fields when he was available with the ninth overall pick. Rodgers at 37 still has maybe five to six good years of football left. I mean, he's in great health. He's in great condition. He has has nothing to lose. Now, at this point, it's evident that they wanted to accelerate that process with selecting Jordan Love last year in round number one. Now, Denver seems like the prime favorite for Aaron Rodgers. Now, everyone wanted it to happen last night during draft night. It didn't happen because that was a, a move where the, the Packers said, hey, look, we're calling Rodgers bluff. We're not going to trade him. But this is going to get to a point, we've seen it historically, where a player that wants to go, he's going to go. And the issue right now, why the Broncos and more likely why the Packers at this point are willing to trade him, his dead cap hit if he is traded by June 1st. $33 million of dead cap. Nobody wants to take that on unless you're the Philadelphia Eagles in Denver. Uh, they're going to buy their time here. So this tells me one or two things, Pat, and I'm really eager for your thoughts on this. The Broncos 
Broncos traded for Teddy Bridgewater to bring in for competition to compete to start against Drew Locke. There's that angle right there. Dever still could make an effort to push to trade for Aaron Rodgers post-June 1st. Now, Teddy Bridgewater, he's going to be introduced to the media tomorrow. We'll have coverage here on Lockdown Broncos for that. But in your opinion, do you see the Broncos making a push at Rodgers after June 1st? Or do you feel like, hey, the Broncos, based on their decision to go with Patrick Sertain at pick number nine and not Justin Fields, tells me that they're going to see if Drew Locke can turn it around this year or if Teddy Bridgewater can come in and be the better option. I do think that there's still hope somewhere that Drew Locke can turn it around. Obviously, if they were really hell-bent on trading him, they would have accepted that Matthew Stafford trade back when Stafford was on the trade block from Detroit. So clearly, they are looking to upgrade the position, right? If a better player becomes available, you're going to take that. If Aaron Rodgers is all of a sudden wanting out of Green Bay, I am going to pick up the phone because he is the reigning MVP. I am going to say, whatever you want, let me know. And we'll see if we can work out a deal. If Drew Locke happens to be involved in that deal, you know what? It is what it is. It's it's collateral. That's the risk that you need to take. Maybe Drew Locke goes to Green Bay. He either he fizzles or he has success. Fantastic. But you get Aaron Rodgers, who is an MVP. He's like you said, he still has time left. He's still got a long time. He's got connections in Colorado as well. His fiance lives here. (laughs) A lot. Brandon Perna and Brandon Perna lives in Denver. I want to throw this to you. I want to throw this to you, Pat. If if the Broncos make a push, they acquire Aaron Rodgers. Do they immediately become Super Bowl contenders? In my opinion, they have to. It's hard to argue against when you factor in Aaron Rodgers. If he came to Denver, you can make the argument. I mean, Devontae Adams, outside of Devontae Adams, he's legit, in my opinion, wide receiver one in the NFL, the best guy in the league. But Aaron Rodgers have come to a place where you have Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick, six foot five. You have Jerry Judy, his route running ability, KJ Handler speed. You have Noah Fant, Albert Okuwe Bunam. You have all these different options. And then you have a, a pretty solid offensive line that's really coming together with Mike Munchak. And then you have a really strong defense right now on paper, arguably the best defense. In my opinion, it pushes the needle to where Maybe the Broncos on paper become the favorite in the AFC West. Now, let's even that right there right now is a stretch to say, even with Rodgers, because the Patrick Mahomes-led Kansas City Chiefs, they've done a very fantastic job with that firepower, but they didn't look as invincible last year as they did two years ago. And Denver competed really well with them, and obviously these additions on defense make it a lot easier. But if you have the guy with Aaron Rodgers who played like he did last year as the NFL MVP, I think it pushes the needle drastically. Immediately. It immediately pushes them towards the top of that list. And if I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm sitting there and I'm looking at what this organization has done in the last couple of years, I'm looking at how things have played out in games. I mean, you think about that playoff game last year where he clearly wanted to go for it and the offense decided to, or the coaching staff decided to kick a field goal. I think Lafleur, baby. Yeah. And, and all of that and picking Jordan love when you have the window right now to go out and, and still have the chance to win a Super Bowl, you have to add talent around Aaron Rodgers, and they didn't do that. So I don't blame Aaron Rodgers for being upset. I think if you add him into this Denver Broncos team with Sutton, with Judy, with Bant, a tight end, an athletic tight end, something that he loves to use. We saw it last year with Robert Tunyon. He loves to utilize the tight end. This makes the Denver Broncos an immediate Super Bowl contender, hands down, with this defense, with the additions that they made, they can stop Patrick Mahomes. If that offense plays well enough in those Kansas City games last year, Denver has the the opportunity to go one and one or two and zero against the Kansas City Chiefs last year. I'll say well, that. And, and I want to throw this to you too, right? Aaron Rodgers, if he's the quarterback for the Broncos, it's second and ten. You know what play is not happening? Inside dive, oh, inside run. run, 
that's not that happening. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is going to check that at the line of scrimmage. And obviously, I think, you know, his talent would speak for itself. I mean, he, he's arguably probably going to end up as one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If he can get a couple Super Bowls in his final remaining time of his career, I mean, obviously, he's not going to have as many as Tom Brady has. But when you look at how good he is at his position, especially at his age, you can make the argument that Rodgers could end up as the greatest quarterback of all time. And for the Broncos being in a position yet again, maybe to acquire a future Hall of Fame quarterback, that right there is hard to pass up on. And so Broncos country, I know that the feelings are raw today. I know that there's mixed reaction on Patrick Sertain, but let's see what the process plays out. I mean, we'll figure out if the Packers are really serious about trading Aaron Rodgers' way, and if so, the Broncos will be serious contenders. They will more than likely be the team that picks up the phone and makes it happen, and they'll have to give up precious capital to do so, and even a couple of players. But I think if you're going to get Rodgers, it's worth the haul in the long run. And so Broncos country, I understand that. I encourage you to look at it from the organization's perspective, which is often hard at times, too, and I'm not telling you how to be a fan, but the organization had Patrick Sertain on their board for a reason. They, they selected him for a specific reason. They have so much more knowledge on prospects, and especially even just fields that none of us will probably ever know as to why they did that and why they went through with that decision. I understand it, but this is a good pick for the Broncos in round one. It's going to make them better, and you can only hope that the quarterback position will find a way to elevate itself, whether Drew Locke steps it up and becomes the guy, whether Teddy Bridgewater becomes that guy for a year. I understand the bridge quarterback talk here. Or maybe Denver goes in and they pursue a trade for Aaron Rodgers, which would obviously reset the game and make the Broncos contenders. But with that said, Broncos country, that'll do it for our round one coverage of the NFL draft. The Broncos select Patrick Sertain out of Alabama. He's a great player, and he's going to be an interesting fit for the Broncos. We want your reaction. Let me know on Twitter, at Cody Rockenfell, at Patrick Coyote, at Lockdown Broncos. Let us know what your thoughts are. Now that you've had a little bit of 24 hours to settle on the notion, but just a reminder... You can get this podcast every single day on your favorite podcast provider, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Odyssey app. Don't forget to stay locked on Broncos. We'll have you covered for day two of the NFL Draft tomorrow.